Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast. Conversations you have in your driveway over a beer with your friends and neighbors. Alright, welcome back to another show. This is the first show we're actually, uh, where we've got labeled as the Driveway Beers Podcast. Now you'll notice we labeled this episode number 65. So a long time ago, <laughs> let me I'm gonna tell you a story. Long time ago, we were separating out episodes for uh, a national audience and a local audience, uh, where we tackled uh, local politics or just local area stuff. To be two old old dudes bitching about traffic. Yeah, yeah. And and the reason was that if you were a fan of the more broader content, you'd be like, "Oh, they're just talking about local stuff. I'm going to skip that one." Right. Not that we wanted you to skip any of our shows, but uh, we wanted to give you the option in case you know it just didn't interest you. You could just move, like, okay, that's going to be that's what it is, and also vice versa. People that were only interested in the local stuff could come in, and I only want to hear the local stuff because there really aren't a whole lot of local podcasts going on. And then we realized that people that listen to uh, the local shows weren't always local. And then people that were listening to national shows were also local. So we decided that it was kind of pointless to separate out the the numbering for the episodes. So we had five local episodes. Um, our last episode was number 59. Uh, so this is episode number 65. If you add in, so if you do 59 plus five, that's 64. This is number 65. Mm-hmm. So for us, we we're gonna we're we're numbering this one uh, driveway beers podcast episode sixty five. Just in case you're wondering, you didn't miss five episodes. Uh, just made a, a bonehead move when we were numbering episodes back then, <clears throat> and didn't really indicate how many shows we've actually done. So this is episode number sixty five. Um, been putting them out mostly for uh, one a week. Although I think in the beginning we did what one every two weeks. I think so. For like I think we did that for what a month. Yeah, I think we did every two weeks. And then it was going to be one that like one broad, one local, and alternate. Right. And we just got into the groove. Like, hey, we could we we actually have enough to talk about for two or for to do one a week. So yep. And so we've been putting out one week for I'd say over a year now. So. Episode 65, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about some interesting, I don't even want to know if you want to call them happenings, but basically there was a leak out of the Supreme Court that hinted at an overturning of Roe v. Wade, and we talked about that in a prior episode. Um, I think that's four episodes ago we talked about that. Um, we, we talked about how, you know, there's, I, I've never been alive when there's been a leak out of the Supreme court about a decision before it comes out. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's ever, at least for something big yeah, like this. I mean, I mean, it could have been something about like maybe a, someone knew the kind of what the judges were going at, you know, when they were doing like someone versus the Bureau of Land Management in response to the condition of the scream of pillar and, uh, you know, neon mushrooms and nobody cared, but this is a big, you know, 
Right, big decision, and people are getting worked up over it. Um, not really saying whether they should be worked up over it or not. That's everyone has a right to feel however they want to feel about certain things. Should it have been leaked? No, obviously not. Uh, because in, in the ensuing months and weeks after it got leaked shows you why things shouldn't get leaked. Um, recently, and so re- today we're recording this on June 14th, probably won't come out for another two weeks. So we're gonna be a little late with this one, but <clears throat> the ideas are still going to be relevant in that, um, someone was so upset over the leak and the possible overturning of Roe v. Wade that this person flew from California to the Baltimore, Washington area. Uh, there were online leaks also about the addresses, the personal addresses of each justice. This person flew into the Baltimore, Washington area and went to Brett Kavanaugh's house, Justice Kavanaugh's house, uh, where they believe, was it a duffel bag full of... Yeah, it was kind of like a ki- kidnapping slash torture kit. I think he had a Glock. He had um, a like, couple guns. There was a couple guns. Yeah, needle nose pliers, zip ties, duct tape. Yeah. Um, to I guess kidnap and or or assassinate the, the justice. Yeah. So he he walks or either gets a ride, gets dropped off a few blocks away from. Justice Kavanaugh's house has his bag of supplies slash uh, guns, ammunition, zip ties for kidnapping slash killing. Uh, but once he gets about a block or two, a block away from the house, he sees the U S marshals through there. Um, immediately calls like nine one one turns himself in says, I'm here. This is what I was planning on doing. I'm turning myself in because mm. obviously if you, he, he obviously wasn't on a suicide mission. Otherwise he would, would have gone through with it and the marshals would have killed him. Yeah. Um, so this, this kind of, this leak of a verdict, uh, essentially led this person to go absolutely crazy to think that he was going to go assassinate a sitting U S Supreme court justice. Um, there's a lot of things to kind of get into one, the leak itself, and then two, the reaction. Now, one thing else I want to mention before we kind of just open this up is that not only did he get arrested for this, the next day people are out in front of justice Kavanaugh's house, uh, for pro the pro choice activists around mm-hmm. in front of his house. I believe two days later, they were out in front of Justice Amy Comey Barrett's house mm-hmm. because their addresses got leaked. And if and if you look at the video that they're taking from these, these are just normal. Now, granted, the being you know from the area and knowing, so like uh, Kavanaugh lives on the Maryland side of the D.C. It, up, you know, Silver Spring, right? Or, or, or Friendship Heights or okay. Bethesda. Chevy Chase, one of those areas that's right on the line. 
very i mean you know it looks like a nice suburban house that's oh, yeah. older it's a rich but area. it's it's yeah. like no joke like millions of dollars to live in these places but it's still a regular neighborhood with regular people who who uh live there and have to deal with this nonsense um every day as well so not that that's a a huge deal but it's certainly like let's not forget that there's people who are completely uninvolved that are being affected and not even let's not to mention like Kavanaugh has young kids right i think amy comey barrett has young kids as well she's nine kids yeah i think so they're all having to see this and you know based upon their parents profession um you know and it's it's one of those things where apparently it's on the books you cannot protest in front of a justice's house it's it's a federal law yeah that you you, you cannot protest uh you cannot protest in front of a sitting ju- uh, in front of a sitting judge in an attempt to coerce or change a verdict yeah that is a federal offense but it's just not being enforced not one person has been arrested for this mm-hmm. not one now some people like to think that if it was if the tables were turned and a pro-life person were out in front of or one had tried to uh, plan to assassinate a sitting liberal supreme court justice or protested in front of a liberal supreme court justice that the news media would be all over this mm-hmm. because as of right now CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, they're not giving this much coverage. Certainly not front page coverage, certainly not uh, top of the news hour coverage. Um, which, you know, if you're going to say January 6th is an insurrection and you're not going to go hog wild over a a possible assassination attempt of a sitting Supreme Court judge. Yeah, and and this is the, the type the of hypocritical, the the, the hypocrite. It, it, they're not even hiding it. Yeah, and and here's the thing with it: like this is the type of stuff that happens in, like this is what like Pablo Escobar was doing in Colombia, in in Medellin. Yeah, like oh the judge is gonna hey judge let me off no and then they kill him blow up his car yeah okay next judge. Yep. You'll let me off? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, like, that's the type of stuff that's going on. But it's it's receiving zero coverage. And um, meanwhile, they have the, the, the January 6th extravaganza that was on last week um, that just got crazy. Co- like, I, I mean, they, the, the commission, they hired an ABC News producer, <laughs> the, the CEO of ABC, to come in and produce it. Um, and you know, where you have, and you know, neither one of us is, is defending anything that anyone did on January 6th. Well, they're dumbasses. Yeah. But that's kind of where it stopped. You know, um, it wasn't an insurrection. It wasn't a coup. You know, what, what happened in Egypt when they did a coup there? Or Syria. Yeah. Or Iraq. Yeah. Or where was it? Libya? Yeah, or anywhere else that's had coups. <laughs> or, or, or when it happened... Just before January sixth, yeah, was it Myanmar mm-hmm. or was it Sri Lanka? One of those. They literally just had a coup, where I think most of the sitting parliament was shot dead. Yeah, 
that's a coup. <laughs> right. If this is what we got, if these guys were the coup for us, well, these were, we, we sent like we have the C team. Right. We haven't been paying attention to the actual coups that we've created and funded yeah, this was all over the world. Yeah. This was dummies walking around thinking they were awesome. Yeah. Buffalo man. Yeah. Is it, is it bro Stanley yeah. was going to go take the Capitol down? Right. But the, and the thing is, like, and that's where, and the thing, if if they're trying to maintain credibility in institutions, this sort of thing, um, at least in the media, those who are who are distrustful of the mainstream media, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it just further entrenches them. It's like, see, I told you, see, look at it right here, and then now you're bringing in institutions because it's or your government is law enforcement institutions because it's they're selective it's selective enforcement right because we you know and you want to say you know for a fact that if it were a liberal judge say they're protesting outside of sotomayor's house so those people will all be in jail yeah just like the january 6th buffalo man is still in jail for trespassing i say that's what he's charged with is trespassing i wonder if he got his vegan meals I don't know. Remember he he asked to have vegan only meal. I think he got him. Yeah. I think he uh, he went on a hunger strike till he got his vegan only. Right. Right. <laughs> there was a there was a guy that was there that felt so that you know they that he killed himself. You know, there's actual real world consequences to these actions or inaction. And but what you're doing, and I, I don't know if it's by design or whether they're just they they're just so blinded by being in their own little echo chamber they don't realize it. But what they're doing is when regular people are kind of sitting there looking at this, they kind of think, hmm, you know, you're, it's, it's, it's not even hidden. No. It's very obvious that it's, it's, uh, that if you subscribe to one ideology, you're treated a certain way. And if you subscribe to another ideology, you're treated a completely different way. Well, it's kind of like, for for example, so you got January sixth televised, right? The with and they're they're highlighting Liz Cheney because she's a Republican. It must be true. All this must be true. Yeah, she's going against her party and Adam Kinsinger, Kinsinger or whatever his name is, going against his own party. It must be real. Well, <clears throat> why not? Else they propped up and produced the Mueller reports. Mm-hmm. And the Mueller invest and, and the Mueller testifying. Uh, Robert Mueller was testifying. That entire investigation was propped up on a false document. Mm-hmm. They just had a trial. The evidence was quite overwhelming about the lies that were in that Steele dossier, which is what the Mueller report solely used. To write their report. Oddly enough. <laughs> the person who they had dead to rights. Was found not guilty. That Sussman. Yep. And anyone. Just please. Google it. Or maybe use DuckDuckGo. To, to search for. Uh, Sussman trial. And just read through it. Because. The stuff that came out about how the entire Steele dossier was used to prove that Trump colluded with Russia mm-hmm. 
was completely fabricated. And the person who wrote it was paid by Hillary Clinton to create it. And, you know, who's going to turn down that kind of money? Yeah. If she's paying to see Trump collusion, well, I'm going to create Trump collusion. Mm -hmm. He literally fabricated it out of thin air. Not not one part of it was true. <laughs> and they proved that in the Sussman case. Now, whether he whether he was guilty or not, it's kind of irrelevant at this point because yeah. the facts of that report being, or that dossier thing being completely fabricated, that came out in trial. Yeah. came out in discovery and all this fun stuff. Um, so that's part of the bias there. And now you've got Elon Musk buying Twitter. Um. One of the things that really isn't being talked about there is the deal might be, the deal is currently on hold because Twitter didn't hand over the proof that less than 5% of Twitter users are not bots. Right. They can't prove it. They couldn't prove so, Or they can prove it. They know that they, they are bots. <laughs> well, so he, he literally just got the information. He, he got all of his data yesterday. The reason why they gave it to him was because Ken Paxton... The the uh, state's attorney, or is that what they call him? State the the what's the attorney? The district, not the district attorney. For what level of government? State. So some states call him attorney general. Some attorney are, general. That's what. It, yeah. Whatever Peter Frosch is in Maryland. Yeah. Um, he sued Twitter for the same information, so they were going to have to give it up anyway. Mm -hmm. So they were slow rolling Musk to try and say he was backing out of the deal. And he was going to back out and said, well, you didn't give me the data. Yeah. So now they had to turn it over. Mm -hmm. So we're going to find out how many of Twitter's users were bots. And why is that important? Because if he finds out that a lot of the interaction on Twitter are from these bot accounts and the bot accounts are 20 to 25% of the daily users on that thing, then all of Twitter's credibility goes down. Hell yeah. And, but, and probably their value goes down with it. Oh, I'm sure. And he, he could renegotiate the price. Yeah. But Twitter, and I, I believe it was three years ago, Tim Pool on Joe Rogan's podcast called out Jack Dorsey and, the, and their lead lawyer, who's still the lead lawyer there, saying how there was data pulled to show that Twitter's bias is against conservatives, meaning they're their tweets were flagged more often mm -hmm. for less reasoning. Um, and accounts were banned more often if they were conservative than if they met the same criteria and were progressive. Mm -hmm. For example, inciting violence. Yeah. Like if a conservative incited violence, according to Twitter policy, they were banned or the tweet was removed or suspended or whatever. However, if someone in the liberal arena advocated for violence then they were not the, the tweet wasn't flagged the account wasn't banned and it wasn't suspended mm -hmm. and he had all the data and he confronted Jack Dorsey about it on Rogan's podcast and the clip is still up I think on JRE clips on, on YouTube and you can see Jack getting he gets like a little squirmy in his seat and he's deferring to the lawyer and the lawyer's saying, well, that's not true. No, it is true. Here's the study that shows that it's true. She goes, well, we'll have to look into that. Mm -hmm. And he kept going. He kept going with stat after stat after stat. And all she was, 
Well, that's not true. No, it is. Here's the study. We'll have to look into that. <laughs> like, she, like, both of them were visiting. Joe didn't say a word. Mm-hmm. He's just letting Tim go. Yeah. And it was funny when people are confronted with their own bias, how uncomfortable they get when they're in the room. Yeah. When when they're confronted in person. When, yeah. And it's also one of those things where they can go in front of, they can go and tell everyone who supports them and who they are on the same side of oh yeah we're not doing it. oh no you're not doing it you're not doing it. and then they can be in a little echo chamber and be happy they're surrounded by a bunch of it's like being surrounded by a bunch of yes men well then all of a sudden it's it's um when they actually yeah when they're actually faced with it and it's not a friendly room then all of a sudden you know they say oh, shit got real and what's they keep saying the emperor has no clothes mm-hmm. it's it's kind of that same thing where yeah, everyone, emperors walk around naked, but all of his friends are there and they're not going to say anything to him. But he goes in an un- unfriendly room. It's like, hey, dude, you're, <laughs> look at you, idiot. So I, the the thing is, like, they keep, now, if you think, like, now they're doing, like, this is all kind of out in the open, or you can, it can be seen because there's other medians and there's mediums and there's other methods by which you can get information and you have commentators that, it's not strictly the people that sit behind the desk on the nightly news. There's all kinds of different ways you can get. Go to YouTube, go to Rumble, podcast, whatever it is. They'll go and call these people out. Prior to that, is this just normal business? We're just seeing it now? Well, especially, I mean, now you're you're getting YouTube. And I don't know if they're new, if you want to call them news podcasters or... Or news readers. I mean, there are literally there are literally people on YouTube who just read the news. Mm-hmm. It, it, it reminds me of that movie with Tom Hanks. Uh, I think it was called News of the World. And it was basically it was a movie about Tom, I mean Tom Hanks, and he would go from town to town, and he would read the newspaper because back in the day, that's what they did. Not everyone could read. Not mm-hmm. everyone got a newspaper. Yeah, especially out in like the farthest reaches of, of states or counties or whatever. So people would come to town. And people would pay them like a nickel to read the news. Um, so some of these, so some of these YouTubers that are out there, and they've got these podcasts that lean a little political, or um, like a Tim Pool, uh, a Stephen Crowder on the right, uh, Ben Shapiro on the right, Jimmy mm-hmm. Dore on the left. Uh, Bill Maher even puts his show on YouTube. Yeah, he puts clips of his of his real time show on YouTube. Um. Where it's possible he gets more views on YouTube than mm-hmm. he does on HBO. Oh yeah, um, Tim Pool, one one show of his can get you know, five hundred thousand views. Yeah, Brian Stelter on CNN on live TV gets maybe six hundred thousand views. Yeah, and that's legacy media. That's the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Uh, MSNBC gets less. Yep. Uh, Fox News for some reason, and probably because their their demographic skews older. They're still getting in prime time. They still get about a million views per show. Yeah. Um, but even a million views per show. I mean, some of these big YouTubers or or podcasts and YouTube, like they basically, if you have a podcast, you put it on YouTube. We have a podcast, we put it on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, There's another avenue for people to listen on, but people like some of these guys or and gals, they're they're getting six hundred thousand to a million views on a YouTube show. Mm-hmm. Um, so some, 
and there was a debate whether what's mainstream media now. Well, <clears throat> the difference is, and I forgot where I heard this, and I, uh, I'm too lazy to go look it up. Basically, I guess conservatives are more distrustful of the media they consume. And therefore, I believe they consume an average of six different sources of media. Mm-hmm. Liberals are more likely to believe a singular news source and only search out, I believe, two to three sources of news. Yeah. If that. So if CNN says it and it's a liberal audience, there's a chance that they're not going to go fact check CNN to go see if what they just heard was true. Mm -hmm. Whereas someone on the conservative side is going to get that same viewpoint from six different places to find out if what they heard was true. Yeah. It's, it's one side is more skeptical than the other, Mm -hmm. which is probably why you had one side, you know, when the, the whole COVID thing was coming out, one side was more, more, uh, apt to believe the CDC. Whereas another side was more apt to challenge the CDC. Yeah. And say, well, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just, you know, so I know there was a time in my life where all I watched was MSNBC. Yep. Me too. That's all I, I, you know, and that's it. And I would watch from, you know, I guess it was, I'd start with Rachel Maddow and then listen the, well, Chris Hayes came on before her. Then it was her. And then was it Lawrence O'Donnell after that? And then Brian Williams came on after I would watch straight through. And that's what I was like, Oh, this, this is it. Well, then I started getting more skeptical right around COVID. Like this doesn't make any sense. And all of a I started trying to get source different sources of information. Meanwhile, that same source that I just used to get all my was like, Oh, everything else is wrong. It's all conspiracy nuts. And then it turned out that all the stuff that they were saying was wrong. was, was then right. So it kind of vindicated, you know, my skepticism. And now I don't, I don't believe anything any of these people tell me, you know, um, I, I like to listen to people that don't have skin in the game, you know, and I can't help but see the the talking stuff suit pundits on, on, uh, on these channels. I'm like, yeah, they're, they're just, I mean, they're just getting fed information through their earpiece. Yeah, and when I used to watch MSNBC, for me it was always uh, Morning Joe, Joe mm-hmm. Scarborough, and I get, he was a former Republican turned yeah. Democrat, and and they used to have Michael Steele on there, who was a Lieutenant Governor of uh, Maryland, yep, when Robert under, Ehrlich, yep, under Ehrlich, um, and he was on there, and he was a former Chairman of the RNC, yep, and so he would go on there, and he he would be the Republican for them to sound off on, and yeah, side. and and I was also a fan of Maddow mm-hmm. at the time. But the final straw that kind of got me to stop watching MSNBC was actually the night of Trump's election, his mm-hmm. first one against Hillary Clinton. And I stayed up and I watched. And, and I, it, it was, I remember that it was like one, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Super late before they called it. And Rachel Maddow was, she was doing the live show. And when they finally called it for Trump, her, her words were basically, yeah, uh, I can't believe you did this, America. Yeah. This is on you. Yeah, it, you did this. Are you happy? 
I hope, you're, ha- I hope you're happy, America. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you, that's as biased as it gets. It's like, and I, I knew it was like a, a, a liberal-leaning organization, but I was just like, whoa. Like, now it's disdain. Yeah. And the thing is, what, what got me was, what irritates me is they would pretend that they were this, um, you know, that they were presenting an objective right. report, and they weren't. But they still insist that they're presenting an objective report, and they're not. And, you know, someone like Ben Shapiro, I don't agree with everything Ben Shapiro says, but Ben Shapiro comes out and he's like, no, I'm a conservative. This is a conservative viewpoint. Right. He doesn't pretend to be um, non-biased. He makes it very clear that he is. And that's, if you're going to make it clear that you are biased... Um, that it's an opinion show. Okay, cool. But the, but all that nightly news stuff is just opinion shows masquerading as news. Yeah, I mean, at least with Shapiro, when he has guests on, like he had Bill Maher on the other day. Um, and he he basically said one one he it, it was amazing he even had him on. Mm-hmm. But I think it was a quid pro quo because he went on. Bill Maher show, yeah, with Malcolm Nance, which Malcolm Nance just embarrassed himself uh, for turning a debate into something personal, yeah. And then, of course, and then Shapiro went personal, and it, it was it, it. It went from basically Nance not being able to defend his own position to just childish behavior, yeah. Um, but that's what they kind of do. It's like, well, I can't debate you because I don't have any facts to back up what I'm saying. So I'm just going to resort to name calling. Mm-hmm. And like there were, I, I hate using like anecdotal stuff, but like, again, another guy on YouTube, and he put out a question of, or he put out the statement, there are only two genders. And then he has a scale. So basically like, uh, yeah, definite, maybe, undecided, and then strongly believe and definitely believe. Mm-hmm. So, and he has people go stand where they where their belief is. So basically, there are only two genders. If let's say I strongly believe there are only two genders, I would go stand and strongly believe, mm-hmm. and that's the scale. Like that kind of shows how far one way or the other you are on that topic. Well, as he's doing this, he's he's at the University of Portland in front of the social work school. They're literally yelling down at him, giving him the middle finger, mm-hmm. telling this guy he's basically fuck you. Yeah. The, and then they find and then they finally that those people and about another seven or eight people kind of gang up on. They come downstairs, they come outside, they start to gang up on him. And they're like that question is threatening. Yeah. Or, or that statement is threatening. He's like, well, who am I threatening? I'm not threatening anybody. He goes, I'm doing an exercise to ask people how strongly they believe in the statement. And they said, and, and all they wanted to do was just say how wrong he was for putting that statement on a board. Mm-hmm. For even questioning Right for even for even asking that question, like yeah. no one, and to them nobody could have 
a belief other than there were more than two genders. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, that's not how the world works. Yeah. Like, they wanted to shout him down to change his, for him to change his opinion, not even knowing what his opinion was. They just assumed that he thought there were only two genders. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's doing this thing. And he's telling them, look, I'm, it, this is a thought experiment. This is, this, I, he goes, it, 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 he, uh, he discussed his, his uh, education background, that he's a researcher, this is what he does, not just with this topic, but with other topics. And all they wanted to do was shout him into submission mm-hmm. that there were more than two genders. Yeah, it's like they're having a big temper tantrum. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. They're, they're, I don't understand like where you're going to coerce someone with a temper tantrum. Yeah. Meanwhile, of course he can't fire back, like, because then he looks like the jerk, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he's being calm. He's saying, "Okay, well, what can I do to make this better? Like, in your eyes, what would make this better? Would a question mark at the end of this statement be better? So that way, it's more of a question." Yeah. And they said, "Well, yeah, okay, but then you need to have another board there that says over here is a safe space if you feel triggered." <laughs> yeah. Like they they wanted him to come up. Like they want him to have a therapy session space a safe space if a kid felt triggered mm-hmm. by his thought by his like, how, how like, much out of here how, how much of that is real because probably wants to say none of it's real like you you know and, and the, the one thing they say is that you know speech is violence right you know, well we've said before you no know, punching you in the mouth is violence yep um Speech is not, unless I say, I'm going to punch you in the mouth, and I have my fist up, and you legitimately have the expectation that I'm about to punch you in the mouth, then okay, maybe you say that's, we're starting to edge on violence, but generally speaking, you know, um, to me, violence, there has to be some sort of violent action that it, that occurs, and just offending you or disagreeing with you, I, I don't see how that's violence. Um, but they have, they changed the definition of everything to make it violence. I mean, look, you, you can convince someone to act, to do an act of violence mm-hmm. with words, but the words themselves are not violence. Yeah. They're just not. I mean, what was the old saying? Sticks and stones can break my bones. Yeah. But words can never hurt me. Yeah. Right? Well, somewhere along the line, someone said, words can hurt me. Mm-hmm. And now everyone has to conform to that. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, look, not everyone is going to be nice. I'm sorry. There are mean people out there in yeah. this world. But these people that think that you know, nobody can say anything that because it'll it'll put them in a bad mental state and they'll, they'll need a safe space. It's like, that's not how the real world works. <clears throat> you, you might have some suckers on that college campus of yours that will kowtow to you because your mommy and daddy are paying Thirty to fifty thousand dollars of tuition. You wonder why? Because he's a salesman. He needs that money. Yeah. But once you leave there and you now need money from an employer, yeah. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Now, now with that being said, Netflix had that issue, and they kowtowed for a little bit. Yeah. Until they didn't. Yeah. The be- the best way to make <laughs> him stop is to ignore them. Those Netflix workers got a real rude awakening because a lot of them got fired, and a lot of them got and and it was over. It, it, they because they renewed. They didn't. They doubled down on Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. 
Not only did they not remove his content that was already there, they doubled down and paid him more. Yeah. For more for more uh, product, production of content. Yep. And basically said, we're hitching our wagon to this guy. And if you don't like it, like the, the email they sent out was, if you don't like what we're doing, you're free to leave. Yeah. Basically saying, we're not dealing with this garbage anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think as more companies figure out that they can do this and they're not going to lose money. Now, Facebook stock tanked, sure, mm-hmm. but that was because they lost some subscribers, but it wasn't over that. It was over because they raised prices again. Yeah. You know, you're talking like Netflix can cost you upwards almost $30 a month. Well, that's a cable package. That mm-hmm. was what people bought Netflix to avoid. Yeah. Now, over you can get it for like 14, 15 bucks a month too, but regardless. I mean, and then they were, there was a whole password sharing thing. Yeah. There were multiple things that led to the downfall of the share price. Mm-hmm. The woke stuff that was happening there was not one of them. Yeah. And I think they're, the, the corporation is so afraid of any sort of negative press when they could really just say, you know, like, you know, my opinion is if, if I own a, um, if I own a, a, a company and I pay you to assemble widgets, assemble widgets. And if I pay someone else to be in charge of you assembling widgets and somebody else to design widgets, that's what you do. Right. Whatever your feelings are about XYZ, I don't really care. Now, say, you know, some vilified group wants to, you know, some group that they disagree with wants to buy a bunch of widgets and I sell them to them. And then the, the, my staffers get all pissed off. Well, I'm not paying you to be pissed. Assemble widgets. That's what you do. What? When did we get into this world where my my politics have to align with my employers? Yeah. When did that happen? Yeah. Because I guarantee you that before ten years ago, nobody was thinking, "Hey." Before I take this job offer, where do you stand on the trans community? Yeah. No, not one person has ever asked that question Mm-mm. 10 years ago. Yeah. Now, kids out of school might be doing that now. And I'm hoping employers are laughing them out of the room. Well, they say, like, I, I like this company because its values align with mine. My values don't need to align with, with if, if, if it's tr- just purely a transactional relationship. Yeah. I provide my labor or skill in exchange for money. Um, now, granted, there are some companies like, say, you lived here in, you know, it was 1941, and you worked at the Messerschmitt factory in, if there was one in Indiana. Like, okay, maybe you don't want to work for the the Messerschmitt factory, right. you know, um, but they'd probably get kicked out or seized by the government or whatever anyway. So I, I can get that sort of extreme stuff, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're just talking about, you know, people not being, but consumers do it too. Well, yeah. My, my mother was a, was, she was pretty much a socialist and she didn't like Sam's Club because of the way the Walmart donated money politically. Right. Walmart donates money to both parties anyway. Yep. Um, she liked Costco because they were more in line with her political values. Now, I think Costco is superior. We've been over this <laughs> on a numerous, but I don't care about their politics. 
um, the hot dogs. Right. <laughs> and, and yeah, a dollar fifty in it for a hot dog and a coke, best lunch in town. Yep. But I go to Sam's Club because it's closer. Right. Now, if there's a Costco, I'd be in Costco. In fact, I'm thinking about edging over to Costco just regardless. I'd say that Glen Burnie one isn't that far away. Yeah. So I'll go there, but the thing is, like, I'm not doing it because of politics. I'm doing it out of convenience. Right. Um, I don't go to Sam's Club because I find that because really Walmart doesn't give two shits about my politics. Right. You know what Walmart cares about? My up. money. That's what they care about. I care that I show up but I don't work. And Costco pretty much cares about your money. Now I can say that um you know, there are people that go to Costco and they work there and they love it and they you know, so maybe they treat their employees better. They do. Which okay, that's something that maybe I could get down with. You know, if you're a staunch union guy and you know that the, you know, Toyota's making trucks in Tennessee and those people aren't UAW, but Ford is making them in in Detroit and they're UAW and you want to support the union, you know, people have been doing that forever. But to come to the point where they're employees, you know, like if you're some dude in Tennessee, like, oh, I don't want to work for Toyota because they're not union. Well, there's nowhere else to work, dude. Right. So where else do you want to work? Like... Well, yeah, it's, it's like the the like if I was Muslim and I was in a rural area, and the only place I could get a job was Hobby Lobby, mm-hmm. which is notoriously Christian. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't need them to align with with my uh, religious beliefs. I just need a job and I need a paycheck. Yeah, but the, but the thing is, Hobby Lobby is not going to make your employment there uncomfortable because you're Muslim. We don't know that. Yeah. You know, maybe they do. Like, who knows? Maybe like, like Chick Fil A. I mean, if you're not Christian, do they make you uncomfortable? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. But if that's where my paycheck has to come from, then that's where my paycheck has to come from. Yeah. Now, if I have options, sure. Do I do I have the leeway to maybe go look for another company that aligns with my beliefs? Possibly. Yeah. Sure. But. Like I said, maybe things are different now, and different companies do different things. But I've never been on a job interview where they've asked me about my religious or political beliefs, and I don't think they're allowed allowed to. Yeah. So here's the: what if you take the job? Now do you you take the job? Now do you have a right to go pitch a fit because, like, they don't like, or you don't like what they said? Yeah. Like I, I, like I used to work for a university that did it would take government money and use it to fight diseases overseas mm-hmm. okay sounds great right well part of that money went to go grease the palms of some governments that aren't that great yeah but it was part of doing business mm-hmm. in order to get uh something greater done yeah right now did i agree with some of these things no is it illegal no but if I wanted to keep that job, I had to keep approving those expenses. Mm-hmm. It, I wasn't going to pitch a fit because I didn't think that some guy in Mumbai deserved a payoff or not. Yeah. That I, my opinion didn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter what and if and if you didn't do it, they were gonna find somebody else that would. Correct. And you know it, it, I never once thought that 
I, I didn't. I, the, the thought never crossed my mind to even write like a strongly worded email to somebody. Mm. Like this person needs to know how I feel. Right. No, they don't. Because I pretty much have figured that nobody really gives a shit what I think. So, well, <laughs> like, right? Nobody cares. Yeah. What's well, the other thing? Nobody cares. Work harder. Right. Yeah. Or if you don't want to work harder, work smarter. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't want to do that, it, the thing is. In this country, you have the right to go to work for who, whoever you want, as long as you can get the job, yeah. as long as they hire you, or not work, mm-hmm. or do whatever. Yeah. But if you take a job and you find out that their beliefs don't align with yours, you then don't go pitch a fit and try and get them to change. Yeah. Life doesn't work that way. But the other... My my ten year old is in the car and she was saying how something wasn't fair. And I said, Well what am I gonna tell you? Life isn't fair. That's right. Because it, and look, when she's twenty one, twenty two, twenty three years old and starts going out making a life for herself, I'm gonna make sure she understands that life's not fair. Yeah. But that doesn't mean she shouldn't go out and fight for what she believes in. Mm-hmm. Or fight for the job that she wants. Yeah. You know, or, or do basically make herself happy in some shape or form. But if she's going to go in expecting everything to be fair, your pay is not going to be fair. Your, whether you get a job or not might not be fair. You might be going up against the boss's kid. Mm-hmm. Guess what? They're going to get the job. Life's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. But somewhere along the line, some of these kids out there right now and adults we're never taught that life isn't fair. And they look ridiculous with the temper tantrums they're throwing. Yeah. Because they didn't get their way. Yeah. And then I think a lot of this, getting back to how we started, these protests, and, and granted, at least in the United States, you have the right to protest, and I'm, I'm all for that. You know, that's that it's baked into the crust here. But to throw the temper tantrum in front of the justice's house. That's illegal. Right. And yeah, you should, can't protest there. Yeah. <laughs> and protest for the Supreme Court building. Yep. That's fine. They've been doing it for forever. Um, and, you know, that's, that's okay. Do that. That's what it's there for. But to throw the temper tantrum, and then it's like they have this whole apparatus covering for and ignoring the temper tantrum that we all know is there. Yeah. But, um, and then when you, when they're questioned about it, they lie about it. When they asked Jen Psaki about it, the president's position, well, the president feels that people should be able to to, to express themselves. Okay. I think At, it's the, the new girl, though. Yeah. No. I think well, Jen left, didn't she? Well, yeah, but Jen was the first one that oh, said okay. it. Um, and now it's, what's her name? I don't remember. Katrine or something like that. Something. Um, I, but to go and say, like, no, there's a federal law in the books. like, And, and then, oh, well. You know, people protest in front of the White House all the time. The White House is a public building. The president just just, just happens to live there. And he's not a sitting judge. Yeah. But try to <laughs> protest in front of the president's house in Delaware. Get that close to his house in Delaware. Good luck. Yeah. You know? You're going to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at the White House, there's an entire, I mean, there's a, a, a SWAT team there ready to, there's Marines. There's all kinds of stuff ready. You're not getting close like that. You could protest in front of the fence. 
Yeah. But if you touch that fence, yeah. <laughs> are you try? Are you pretend like you're going to climb that fence? Yeah, it's on. Okay. Yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah. So hope your skull remains intact. Yeah. And <laughs> and it's so that that whole thing is just it's worthy. Like how stupid do you think everybody is? They think we're. Really, yeah. They think everyone's really stupid. Yeah. And I mean, apparently there are people that are really dumb that just eat it up. But I don't think you have to turn it into a left-right political issue to know you're being lied to. Well, see, I don't. I don't think people. I don't think a lot of these pe- people that believe this are dumb. I, I seriously don't think they're skeptical enough of their news sources to look elsewhere. Yeah, but I think they. But I think they also. They're telling them what they want to hear. Right. I mean, they, propaganda is effective for a reason. Yeah. You know, yeah, we, should, we still use it to this day in war zones. Mm-hmm. We literally drop leaflets of propaganda on people. Oh yeah, I yeah. Mean, psyops is a huge thing. Yeah, it reminds me of that exchange with uh, with um, I think it was Rand Paul and Mayorkas. Okay, and when they're talking about the disinformation governance board, and he said, "How can the United? I'm not going to trust the United States government with the single biggest." purveyor of <laughs> misinformation in the history of mankind to judge what's misinformation and you know it's it is very effective i mean i thought that was hysterical though literally for a year people were saying how parts of the book 1984 are coming true and then they finally unleash the ministry of truth yeah and they're like nope nothing to see here you literally put out a ministry of truth yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you might not have called it that, but you're. I'm sorry. The disinformation board, yeah, is the Ministry of Truth. <laughs> but then when it, they got, <laughs> but it's funny because when it when they put it on pause because it hasn't gone away yet. <laughs> when they said they put it on pause, they said it was because news sources from the other side <laughs> were putting out misinformation. But I was like, wait, so the Misinf- disinformation governance board was taken out by disinformation. Yeah, like okay, this you, is just too strange. You for- can't write that. No, you can like Steven Spielberg could not have written a better but script. How I have to give it to to the to uh, the White House press secretaries because they go up there and with a straight face say this crap like how could you i would just bust out laughing like yeah you got this is ridiculous i i don't i don't understand like either they're method actors who can just keep a straight face or they're just true believers yeah like hook line sinker yeah and it's a it's amazing to me how like it's what do they say? The, uh, the government that has power, once the government gets power, they never give it up. Mm-hmm. And the Patriot Act is the, is the greatest example of that. Oh, yeah. But then they were like, well, why don't you trust the government? Because when have we ever been able to? Right. You know, it, when have we ever been told the truth other than when we didn't question things? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, the the internet age comes along. There's been different ages: the Industrial Revolution age, uh, what was it, the, the Renaissance. Yeah. But, but then, but then you got this internet age, or the information age. Yeah. Where people have more access to 
just information, loads of information. Mm-hmm. But the powers to be still want to use the same methods of propaganda. Yeah. And I, I, I know the word propaganda, it comes off as hyperbole, right? Mm-hmm. It comes off as me exaggerating the truth. And I, I'm sure that some of the stuff out there is probably true. Yeah. Most of it's fluff, right? But the nuggets that they want you to believe, they just kind of put out there. Mm-hmm. They put it out on a Monday. And then on Tuesday. And Thursday. And next week comes yeah. back on a month. And, and they just put them out. They'll sprinkle. They sprinkle it out. And people believe it. Well, then when you have the... But then you have the opposite side where they're actively suppressing stuff that goes against the government line. Right. Um, but they're, they're the liars. Yeah. They're not telling the truth. It's like... Until it turns out that they're all... They're, they've been right. wrong all the time. <laughs> like... You know the 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 virus came from a lab leak, disinformation. A year yeah. later, nope, that's probably the truth. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hunter Biden's laptop suppressed before the election. Mm-hmm. Six, uh, eight months, six to eight months after the election. Oh, looks like that was true. Yeah. It was, but originally it was Russian disinformation. Mm-hmm. You know the the lab leak theory, Russian disinformation. Yeah, but you know what they're what they're doing is they're just. You have all these people that are just destroying their credibility, trying to push. Because you had what was it, fifty intelligence people all came out and said, "Oh, this reeks of Russian disinformation," and then it turns out that it was that it was correct that it it wasn't. So now all those people, to me, they have no credibility left. But there are some people that still believe. Yeah, there are some people, and this goes back to what we said about you know left leaning versus right leaning. And how left-leaning people tend to believe they're one or two sources they, they get information from. And they're from generally the same side of the political aisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like the New York Times. They read the New York Times and they read the Washington Post. Or they, re- they read the New York Times and watch MS- MSNBC. Or they read the Washington Post and watch CNN. Yeah. Well, you're basically getting the story from the same people at that point. Yeah. You're not getting different points of view. Um. So, so even though they're, they're, well, I read two, I got, I get my news from different sources, but you don't, you're getting it from the same, the yeah. same side of the political aisle. Yeah. And so they're going to, it just so happens that one side of the political aisle is very good at coordinating their message mm-hmm. and they state things and they state it as if it's fact. Yeah. And they tell you that what if if someone else heard something else, that's their opinion. It's not fact. It's alternative facts. Isn't that the worst? Thing? It was alternative facts. No, that was that's that was actually Kellyanne Conway that said alternative facts. Oh, good for her. Yeah. All right, all right. Then. <laughs> or, yeah. or or, or, or what was they said you're not entitled to your own facts. You're entitled to your opinion, but you're not entitled to your yeah. own facts. I think that's the one that was said. Yeah. And so, but like you said, though, the other side does the same thing. Mm-hmm. The only problem is one side's actually playing with facts. And the yeah. other side isn't. Yeah. And the thing is, I, you know, like the old dragnet, just the facts, man. Like, and that's kind of what, you know, we, de- that, that's what the public deserves to formulate its own, op- people to be able to formulate their own opinion. Um, 
rather than saying, hey, we're, we're the capstone, we're the paper of record, we're the legacy media, you believe what we say. I mean, uh, what's it, Mika Brzezinski on Morning Joe, she came out and said, that's the, you know, the, the truth is supposed to come from us. That's our job. <laughs> well, you, people are really bad at it. Right. Super bad at it. Um, but what it's supposed to be the, the fourth estate in the country to keep right. power in check, and it's not. Right. And, you know, that's that's the scary. They, they do a pretty good job of it when someone they don't like is in office. Oh, sure. And, you know, it's almost one of those things where I almost think you, you owe it to yourself to listen to, like, when your guy is um, in power to listen to the other side that hates him. Because you're going to at least get some negative stuff, which is probably overblown, but it's probably going to exist. Like, you're not going to get anything negative stuff from listening to the other side. Right. So, you know, when Trump was in office, Hannity was like, it was a virtual... Uh, fellatio on <laughs> on uh on his show right so you're not going to get anything objective out of that but now that this guy you're not going to get anything out of your msnbc's and cnn's from uh about about biden well i mean so. you, you still have one side that's still wondering how trump won mm-hmm. and how he got 74 million votes the second time around yeah and what they don't understand is that people voted for not them. Yeah. People just didn't want what you were putting out there. Yeah. And it just so happened to be this bombastic individual who they might not have liked and might have, might have held their nose when they voted for him. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't it wasn't you. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. They were tired of- they were tired of the the lies. Yeah. And they were tired of the wars. Mm-hmm. They were tired I mean he he's still to this day the only president. Well, not I don't know if to this day. I don't think Jimmy Carter did either. But the only the only president in recent history who didn't add wars. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, what about Syria? What about Syria? Well, we were already in Syria. Yeah, we were already there. Like, yeah, we were already there. Um. And he was actively trying to get us out. Mm-hmm. And. Believe it or not, I mean that hit home for people on the left and the right. Yeah, there there are some people on the left that seeing seeing what the current administration is doing, you might get some hardcore progressives that may not vote Democrat next time around. Yeah, just because the the people that are supposedly progressives aren't doing progressive things they're doing what looks like it's progressive like with the with the whole trans issues and i mean you i was talking to um some some gave uh, co-workers of mine and i asked them I was like you know and I, i've worked with them for 10 years 15 years almost um i was like what do you think of all this like trans stuff and, and uh, trans athletes and whatnot he goes he goes look man I don't know one way or another whether I agree with it or not. He goes, but I feel like it's been made uh, uh, a much bigger issue than it is. Mm-hmm. And it's not what the original LGBT uh, fighters were fighting for. 
you know, you're talking about people that were fighting for equal rights, like actual equal rights. Yeah. Like being able to see your, your loved one in the hospital when the hospital had a policy of family only. Yeah. But because you weren't married with that piece of paper and certificate, you couldn't go in there. Mm-hmm. You couldn't go like when they were dying. You you weren't able to go in because you were an immediate family. Yeah, now, those are rights. Like those are, and that's what they were fighting for. Fighting to participate in sports after uh, your gender surgery or, or your gender hormones or 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 your transitioning, whatever that entailed, goes was not what we fought for. Right. Um, so I think there's a very vocal minority on a lot of these so-called new progressive issues. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones that are out there, like uh, the the critical race theory stuff. You still have people on MSNBC saying that it doesn't exist. Yeah. Saying it, it's only a college-level course. It's only taught on college level. Okay, they're not calling it critical race theory in elementary school and middle school. In high school. Right. But the principles of critical race theory, at the very basic level, some of them are being taught. And mm-hmm. that's... And, and, and if it wasn't, you'd have a Democrat governor in Virginia. Yeah. He lost the race on that one alone. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, like if I... But I, they just deny it. Yeah. They, like, they, they're denying that things are happening... In front of people's eyes. Yeah. Like, it's like, you're wearing a green shirt. No, this is, no, it's black shirt. It's a black shirt? It's a, this isn't a green shirt, it's black. Oh my God. <laughs> no, 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 it's green, I swear, it's green. Nope, black shirt. But it's green. You're, you're crazy for calling this shirt green. Well, it's I guess, black. well, I guess it's black then. <laughs> yeah. Crap, but that's what's happening. Yeah, like, I'm going to bring this dog. Yeah. And we're going to pet the cat. Well, no, that's a dog. No, no, this is a cat. It's a cat. He identifies as a cat now. Like, no, it's a 75-pound golden <laughs> retriever. It's a dog. Nope, cat. Cat. All all day, cat. And, <laughs> nope. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm going to give it back to my brother-in-law. It's <laughs> say, here's your cat. Like, here's your cat. But dog, <laughs> dogs don't exist. No, is that it? is a dog. I'm, I'm looking at it. It spent... <laughs> an hour licking my foot today it is a dog nope cat, cat. Right. so right. and his name is charlie yeah <laughs> but his name's not charlie the name of the the name of the tag is not charlie yeah it's charlie now <laughs> and it's cat the dog knows we're talking about him he just woke up yeah but um he's got black fur and not and that and, I, and, and that's where you know are there some you know are, is there some value in discussing alternate perspectives and Learning about different theories, sure. There, there, but it also has to be up for open debate. And when you can't go and say, "Well, no, I disagree with that." Well, you're a bigot. No, no, no. Time out. Right. You went, and they go right to it. Right, because they know that their argument holds no water, so they just right. go to personal attacks. Misogynist, Nobody, bigot, transphobe. Yeah. Nobody wants right. to be called a racist. Uh, uh, right. All the is and, and isgenies. Yeah, ism, obias. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to be called any of that stuff. So they say, "Okay, whatever." They just just shut up, you know, and. When, yeah, like, is this something that could be discussed? And is there some, you know, uh, truth to it? Certainly. However, it's not the whole truth. 
There's a whole bunch of stuff that was going on then. None of us were there. Was there some awful stuff that happened? Absolutely there was awful things that happened. But to rewrite history based upon some of the stuff that, you know, even if you look at what was with Howard Zinn's at People's History of the United States, Zinn was like a communist op- operative. Like the guy was, you know, and a lot of the stuff he talked about when he talked about Columbus's letters and all this stuff, they're just grabbing little snippets out and and painting it as the whole the whole picture when there was a whole and I'm not saying Columbus was a great guy either. No. But no, who was back then? Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, it was a different time. You're trying to you're trying to use today's principles to judge someone from 400 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, 600 or whatever whatever how many years ago? You can't do that. It was a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why, like, I, I find it funny when people talk about, well, this these people stole lands from these people. No, it's called the it's called wars. They fought over it. And it's called the victors to the victors go the spoil, and it's been happening since the dawn of time. Yeah, well, and what? So I, apparently, there's some universities that if you publish something there, you have to do a land acknowledgement in your you have to say i you know i acknowledge that uh, this university operates and i did my research on land that was taken from the xyz people but what about the people they took it from right and the people that they took it from and you go all the way back like they just have to be the ones that europeans took it from but they took it from somebody else before that well even if you want to use the united states they talk about the native americans what about California, mm-hmm. Arizona, New Mexico? We literally didn't even change the name. Yeah. We called it New Mexico. Yeah. It was Mexico. Mm-hmm. We fought a war, won it, and called it New Mexico. Yeah, and some of it was bought from Mexico. Right. And then but, some places, we didn't even change the name of the cities. Yeah. San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Yep. San Diego. San Diego. <laughs> Guess what? Those were the names when we conquered it. Yeah. Or when Mexico lost it. Or when we bought it from them. No, I don't think we bought it. I think the, the Mexico, we, we, I think we fought the war. Yeah. But there's some, like, there's a little piece of land. Mexican-American in, war, right? Yeah. Huh. Um, but there's a little piece of land there in, uh, in it's New Mexico. It's it, it, yeah. the piece that cuts down. Sure. That was for a rail, railroad. And we bought it from the Mexicans to make the railroad. So right. yeah, that's a little sliver, but well, but I mean that's also like saying, well, we bought the Louisiana Purchase. Okay, well, who did the French get it from? Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. We didn't really. Ha- you can't really buy it from the French, it, but with their theory, because the French took it from someone else. Mm-hmm. No, it's called war. Yeah. You you people take stuff. Yeah. And if you're not powerful enough to keep it, you know it sucks. And look, this is coming from someone. Who literally has uh, his ethnicity? And I'm trying to say this without saying it, but another country took a portion of another country. Well, it's theirs now. Yeah, they fought a war mm-hmm. and they won. Yeah, was it fair? Probably not. But that's not always how. What, as my eleven, as my ten year old now would say, life isn't fair. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And even though they're my people, my ethnicity. I don't. I don't see it as it's their rightful land. Yeah. No, they lost it. 
Yeah, and and like my ethnicity, we all used to be Celts and and Gauls and all that, and the Romans took over everything. So, yeah. you know, and enslaved them. And because how far back do we want to go? Yeah, I mean, for land keep, rights. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. Like how, like eventually, it's not going to be a person. So be a, you know, a, a lizard or a sure or dinosaur. A, yeah, dinosaur died here. Right, it's his. A, a wild boar. You know, like, well, you killed that. You have to acknowledge that. It, it's it just doesn't. And again, that's a lot. Of that's just virtue signaling. Um, so, I'm not even sure how we got here. Yeah, you know, it meandered. It did. <laughs> but it's a it's a good meander though for the first first episode of the Driveway Beers podcast. Um, I guess I mean the original topic was. Uh, the protesters in front of Justice Kavanaugh's house and you know, not applying the laws that we have in the books to put those people in jail because it is illegal. And I would say the same thing if they were protesting in front of Justice Sotomayor's house. You can't protest in front of someone's house in order to sway an election or sway an, uh, um, a verdict in a case. And I actually don't think the intent to sway the verdict is even part of that law. I think that you're, I don't think you're allowed to protest in front of a sitting judge's house. Um, because it could sway a verdict one way or the other. Um, but we hope you enjoyed this show. Please like subscribe, comment, share wherever you can, uh, share, please share new, the driveway beers podcast, driveway beers, podcast.com driveway beers podcast on facebook and instagram it's going to be driveway beers podcast on youtube and on rumble um uh, the website drivewaybeerspodcast.com uh is the new website the old one will still be up for a little while but uh drivewaybeerspodcast.com is the new website and we will see you next time